This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took, and took it. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? This Christmas season, join Kirk Cameron in his new movie, Saving Christmas. Join me and my family, and together, let's put Christ back into Christmas. Dive headfirst into all of the joy, the dancing, the celebration, the feasting, the imagination, and traditions that glorify the true reason for the season. Saving Christmas in theaters for two weeks only beginning November 14th. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. More information available at savingchristmas.com. Back 888-727-BECK. Good news. Uh, police all over the country think uh, that when the decision comes down this week from the Ferguson deal, uh, the grand jury, uh, when they release ver- their verdict of whether or not they're going to try somebody, uh, all hell's going to break loose all over the nation. <laughs> we got that going for us. So that's great. That's a, that's a plus. Yeah. Especially, how would you like to live in St. Louis right now, that, that area? Uh, I would not. Well, would not enjoy it. It's just, it should break loose, though, if you think about it. Um, the whole country should shake apart because uh, yeah. every piece of evidence that we have so far would indicate that the policemen acted uh, rationally uh, in the situation. Maybe even appropriately. Maybe, yeah. Um, at least, certainly not. Certainly not. I mean, you could even go to the crazy extent to say he did the wrong thing, but there is literally not one shred of evidence that would indicate he did anything because of racism. No. Uh, That's exactly right. And yet, we should go out and and riot based on race. So what happens if they push it off? If they push it off and say, okay, we're going to indict him, then we're just pushing it off for later, right, if he's innocent? Yeah. Yes, exactly right. Just push it off. Yeah, you just push it off. That's not going to help. Anyway, uh, you know, and again, like, if he obviously, you know, dumb disclaimer here, obviously, if he did this, uh, this is what should happen. He should be uh, indicted. But riots riots should not break out. Riots should not break out in any circumstance, no matter what happens, uh, you know, in this particular case, at least at this point. I mean, maybe if we find out, if we have, you know, him on video saying, I can't wait to racistly kill this one person in the middle of the street. I still say riots are not warranted. Prosecute the guy, but don't riot in the streets. Yes, I would say that's accurate. If, if there, you we know, do have a nation of laws, laws here. And that's kind of the, the way to, to, to handle that, mm-hmm. um, I would think. Um, yeah. You know, you, maybe at that point you can understand really upset protests. I, I saw protest mm-hmm. footage today, though, of, of them doing a die-in. A die-in. Ferguson stages die-in. So they all have, they were like, I don't know, 50 protesters all like laid out on the street with chalk outlines around them, just like blocking traffic. Die in to see because we're dying in front of the. Uh-huh. And there's a see there's a person with a bullhorn so you know something bad happened. Uh, 
it's it's also snowing there as well, which is kind of interesting. Global, that's global warming. Oh, there it is. Oh, there yeah. is the Diane. 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 Oh, <laughs> look at that. I mean, come on. That is just stupid. Um, and they, they, they with their it. hands up, even though Stop all it. evidence seems to indicate his hands were not even up. Even though at the time. every witness uh, says his hands were not up. Independent, not all witnesses. Some, uh, his, yeah, his buddy, credible. His buddy, who credible witnesses. In the most stunning bit of racism of it all, <laughs> of all, this officer could not could not recognize that one of uh, the people was black, which he shot, but then did not recognize the other one was also black and just let him go. No justice, uh, no peace, no donuts. Think about if it. I could just think about it. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> mm. Look, the worst part of that, obviously, no donuts. No donuts. Uh -huh. uh, where, where are the donuts? Where, I'm sorry, finish your thought. Where are the donuts? Uh, I don't know. No, no, that's, uh, this is such a nonsensical situation. We still don't have any information, right? We don't know the what's happened. And until you know what happens, I mean, it's an insult to the African-American population of the area, right, to say that they're going to go riot over this, right? If they do riot, then we can be critical of them. Just to, to, to speculate that they're going to go out and riot is not fair. Well, except that many of the protesters have said they will. Well, except mean, for that. You know, other than that, uh, yeah, I, that's the problem. A lot of them have said they're going to tear the place apart if it doesn't come down the way they want it to. Uh, and, and they've been protesting outside these the uh, games uh, for the Rams and the Cardinals when they were still in their season and taunting the, the white people that were coming out. And there was altercations between the two of them. It's, it's just, you know, it's probably not going to be good. Um, when yeah. this indictment doesn't come. Though I will say the Trayvon Martin case, which was the same thing was predicted, did largely not go That's true. crazy like that. And that was you know, arguably a bigger case. I mean, it was certainly had a, a longer period of time of a buildup, I would think. Um, and in that one, uh, again, I don't, know. I, I don't know if it makes it more powerful that it's a police officer. To me, it, it seems less likely that this is the case because it's a police officer. If you have one guy who's just kind of... I don't know, doing his thing in a neighborhood watch and shoot someone because he's a racist. Uh, that is almost a more believable scenario than a police officer who is had multiple accommodations for how wonderful the guy is and, and, and is, you know, over and over again has been awarded with, uh, you know, uh, with you know, uh, merits. I mean, you'd think mm -hmm. it seems unlikely because his, his behavior is tracked more closely. Right. Um, where a guy, any guy off the street, and of course the same thing, you know, with what's his face, George, um, what was it, the Trayvon guy? Uh, uh, Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. I mean, again, there was no evidence there that he was racist either. But still, you can almost ex expect some random guy, maybe could be at least. It seems odd that a police officer who has no history of that would all of a sudden start engaging in it. Meanwhile, a Navy veteran, um, Mark Pathreth, was leaving work from uh, the Drury Plaza Hotel in Chesterfield, Missouri, which is nearby, and uh, noticed something that he thought was fairly unnerving. About 100 Department of Homeland Security vehicles in the parking garage. Uh, shortly after arriving to work on Friday, he told News Now he was called into the office of Hotel General Manager Jeff Barker and told to remove the photos and video. He did. Then he finished his shift, but 30 minutes after he arrived on Saturday, uh, he had been fired. He was told to go home. And, you know, so the speculation is that he, that happened because he mentioned that these Department of Homeland Security uh, vehicles are all lined up. I, I guess you can't take note of that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, there's probably is some sort of, if you're an employee of a hotel and someone's staying at your hotel and they don't necessarily want it to be uh, known, oh, here comes Glenn. Not speculation. It's not speculation. Can you talk into Glenn's, can you talk into Jeffy's chest, please? Yeah. Uh, he was, t it wasn't speculation. He was told that um, it cost the hotel 150 grand or whatever it was in a government uh, contract to have them stay there. And he was also told by his manager that he was a terrorist for pointing out right. these things. Yeah, that is yeah. what he's saying. So it's not, I mean, assuming that he's telling the truth, mm -hmm. it's not speculation that they told him that he would be getting a uh, Homeland Security visit if he decided to post it again. My point, though, is that if you're, if you're a hotel and Glenn Beck is staying at your hotel and all of his entourage and all those crazy people he brings along with him are there, uh, and then you go online and say, Glenn Beck's at our hotel. Glenn Beck's at our hotel. Like, there's a negative, kind of, there's a negative effect to you mm -hmm. as a business because you're revealing things about your guests. So that may be, there may be a policy well, standing but I'm there. Not, but I'm not the Department of Homeland Security. I'm not a government agency. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that yeah. should be public information. And I got news for you. If you're trying to be subtle, you don't park a hundred yeah. Department of Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. You know what bothers me about that picture? Look at it. What's it say? Police. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a police vehicle. That that's they're not local police. Why why do we even have this? This is wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think it's very shady. But it, that was Glenn Beck. Oh yeah. Bye. Glenn's Glenn's dropping the microphone and walking out like he's a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Booyah! He made a statement. He's out. He's Yo. not even he's not even here to hear the rest of the conversation. What up, my cracker? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We didn't do that today. Yeah. Why didn't we start our interview today with that? I don't well, know. That's your know. job, Jeffy. All right. Uh, you don't have any actual responsibilities, so can you take that one on to make sure one, we lead with what's up, my cracker, for interviews? Okay. Well, it's kind of a separate thing, but I, I agree. I mean, it's a very, it's, it's shady. I, I don't, you know, if we uh, believe his story, I think it's really bad. It's, you know, you never know because you don't know this guy, but, uh, you know, it seems like there'd be no reason for him to get fired for posting a picture of a police car. You know, I mean, I, why, mm -hmm. what's the point of that? Uh, it's something they don't want out. Obviously, but again, something they don't want out. Separately from the, because Glenn is correct in that, like you have a department he doesn't agree with, and he doesn't think that it should be there. But but for 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 a second, suspend that and understand that it is there, right? We do have these we do have these police officers uh, in the Homeland Security Department. Yeah, would they be laying down on the job to not have a force kind of ready for the situation? No, I think they should. We're all, we're all talking about how the whole country is going to be ripped apart. It should be local police and maybe county police, maybe state police, uh, instead of Homeland Security. But you better be prepared for this, because if something bad goes down, you can't be caught with if, your pants down. If you have information that's going to be really bad, maybe even have the National Guard standing by. I don't know. I mean, that's what they're for, right? That's what you use the National Guard for is, is an emergency like this. So uh, we'll see. Meanwhile, uh, President Obama met with Ferguson protest leaders on uh, November 5th. The day after the midterm elections, meeting was not on his daily schedule. Um, he was concerned that the protesters, quote, stay on course. Now, that could be interpreted a couple of different ways. And when I read the, art, the article, I interpreted that to mean he's talking about don't get violent. D stay on course with your protest in that I don't want you to uh, get out of control. Is that, is that the way you took it too, Jeffy? Yeah, that's what I was saying when we, uh, when we first started talking about it. I read the article. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy, <laughs> yeah. 
I want to be it's mad at him. And then you read the article and it's like, eh, it's not okay. stay the course uh, being violent right. or, you know, continuing the protests even. I, I, it's like stay the course. Stay, keep, and it's a weird way to put it. Yeah, we got it. We want you to protest, but just peaceful. Yes. But why wouldn't you just say, okay, be peaceful and well, look, uh, make sure you obey the law. Here's That's. That, that, yeah. would, that would be a more clear message, right? And I, I'm reading this uh, now as well. Like I kind of think you're right. New York Times in the 21st paragraph writes this. Some of the national leaders met with President Obama November 5th for a gathering that included a conversation about Ferguson, according to Reverend Al Sharpton. So, again, how can you believe it? Who has appeared frequently in St. Louis with the Brown family and delivered a speech at Mr. Brown's funeral. Mr. Obama, quote, was concerned about Ferguson staying on course in terms of pursuing what it was he knew we were advocating. And, of course, this is Al Sharpton, so it doesn't make a lot of sense, but he said he hopes that we're, all, we're doing all we can to keep peace. So staying mm. on course to keep peace is not a bad thing. However, yeah. it also comes from Al Sharpton, so you can't. I mean, it's not like you could take it seriously. Right. Um, but as far as the article is written, I think you're right. It doesn't really say, um, hey, make sure you inflame this thing as much as possible. That's not really what they're saying. I don't saying. think that's what he's saying. So... Uh, again, we're giving uh, the president the benefit of the doubt here, something that you know he and his critics would never do for us. But that's, that's what I think he's talking about, stay in the course. But again, if you're president of the United States, you'd be telling them what Jeffy said on the radio show. Go home. Thank Guys, you. Stop the nonsense. Okay, look, let's let the judicial system run its course. And then when they've announced it, you're just going to have to you're going to have to believe that those guys did the best they could, given the evidence they had. And that's the way it is. So go home. Go home. Yeah. Uh, and that's a, that's pretty good advice. You know, uh, when if something bad comes out, you can come out and protest. If they do something wrong, come yeah. out and protest if you want. Never should really. I mean, short of, hey, we just discovered some concentration camps where they're killing Jews. Short of that. There's no reason of uh, to do these things and break the law and riot and and and, and get uh, you know I mean I mean it become uh, some sort of like I want to make this place into a you know uh, a an event after a sports championship. There's no reason right. for that. There's never a reason for that, and certainly not for a sports championship. But he has he has a propensity and a history of inflaming instead of uh, calming. Don't you think? I, I, I mean, in almost every instance, like the Trayvon thing. Uh, that could be my son. If I had a son, he'd look just like Trayvon. That's not helpful. Mm -hmm. It's not helpful what he did there. Wasn't helpful so far leading up to this, what he's done in this, in this Michael Brown thing. Mm -hmm. he, he's been worthless in trying to bring calm to any of these uh, highly tense racial situations. It's funny, before he was elected, the one thing you'd think he'd be able to do, he's a community yes. organizer. He, yep. might, he might be terrible at economics, uh, which he is. He might be terrible at running uh, foreign affairs, which, ooh, he which he is. But the one thing you'd think he'd be good at is bringing people together on race. Which Here's he a guy who has a black father and a white mother. He mm -hmm. spoke so eloquently in 2004 about bringing uh, both sides together. He's a guy who supposedly would have understood this. I think the American people as a whole Mm -hmm. expected, yeah. if nothing else, him to bridge that gap. That's what's so frustrating. And he's done the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah, that's what's so frustrating, because we did think that. We wanted that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. By 2008, I think he had enough out there to realize this. he was not that guy. But to the American people, I think he still kind of was. I think that's not, they, they saw him as that. Do you have to go any further than she's a typical white person? Right, yeah. Uh, but think about it. The one I always go back to is <laughs> the incredible uh, speech 
about um, Jeremiah Wright. You go back and watch that, and he was lauded for that speech. It was terrible. Yeah. All he did was basically say he'd never seen anything bad there before. But you've got to understand, uh, black people, and that's their culture. It's like, wait a minute, I'm not going to accept that. I don't accept that at all. It's a terrible thing to say about black people. Right. That is not their culture. Jeremiah Wright saying AIDS was created by the U.S. government is not black culture. It's not what it is. And then, he, and then he was lauded for that speech. And then like two weeks later, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I left the church. And no one gave him any crap about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable what he got away with in 2008. And he continues to get away with just it today. In 2008 or no. We just, well, uh, at least now, I mean, look, you can argue with this, and, I, and I'm with you on this. I mean, I'm the, you know, I, we talked about calling the American people stupid because of Jonathan Gruber. Mm-hmm. And in, in fact, I mean, we should be mad at ourselves for proving him right. Uh, and, you know, we've been talking about that sort of thing, and it's true. His approval rating has gone from about 70 to about 40. Yeah. I mean, there has been a huge percentage. And when I say the American people, it's not every American person. But as a whole, we voted for this guy twice, which is one of the most embarrassing things we've ever done in, in our nation's history. More patents, too, coming up. What you call it, Beck, it's Pat and Stu. Interesting uh, weekend of NFL football. I didn't watch any. I didn't, wasn't, uh, yeah, I couldn't get by the TV. It's interesting because your favorite team was playing my favorite team. I think they had a bye, actually. My, no. The Eagles had a bye. They didn't. They may have uh, thought weekend. they did. No, they did see uh, the think that. And they got pounded into the turf. <laughs> Very true. On the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, the Packers pounded the Eagles 53-20 to in an historic beating, the likes of which have seldom been seen. Yeah, all pretty fair. Pretty fair. Uh, it's pretty fair analysis, pretty fair. to be honest. Uh, Packers, for the first time ever, scored 50-plus uh, points on consecutive weekends. That's kind of cool. Packers look great. Uh, they look great. You know, I, it's, gonna, it's hard to believe anyone's going to go in there and beat them in Green Bay. I mean, they just looked so good. But this seems to change every other week. Every, I know. I don't know every what to think Every time you anymore. start to think, well, okay, it's, it's Green Bay or it's, like, for a while it looked like it was Detroit. Now they've lost a few in a row, right? Didn't mm-hmm. they lose last week, too? And then they lost yesterday. And then, and then you think, okay, well, Denver, nobody can beat Denver. And then they lose yesterday to St. Louis yeah. and only score seven points. Really weird. What is that? I mean, the, the only team that's really looked good all year long was it has been the Cardinals. But, again, the Cardinals, I don't think, I mean. I don't. I just, I'm not buying. They I did mean, win. Maybe. They did win again yesterday they beating again. Uh, the They're Lions. However, you watch the game. They had 14 points in the first few minutes and scored nothing the rest of the game. One of the touchdowns that I saw was just basically Drew Stanton, Stanton throwing it up for grabs in the end zone and just happened to be caught. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, get lucky. they look shaky, too. Their defense is really good, though. Their defense is really good. Really good. And led he, by BYU standout Ziggy Ansah. Okay? Well, I would say led by, yes, but he is on the team. <laughs> led by. Uh, he is. And second-round draft pick Kurt, uh, Kyle Van Oy, okay, who will someday play linebacker when he is That's healthy. Detroit, right? They're both on... Yeah, they're both yeah, on okay. Detroit. Well, I was going to say the, yeah. the Arizona's defense is really good. But, yeah, uh, Detroit as well. And, and Van Noy did, uh, I believe, have a, either a, ta- a, a sack and a fumble uh, caused yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Played well. Uh, but it was a really depressing week. 
Uh, when your team gets destroyed like that, it sucks. Uh, does really suck. bad. Does. Really bad. It depresses but for you. For me, it was very happy. I had mentally prepared weekend. for a loss on this one, though. I, I was, you know. Had you? Yeah. I mean, I told you that before even the weekend started. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's just one of those games on the road against a good team like Green Bay. I, I, I just figured they were going to lose. You know who still looks like, uh, and they have since, yep. what, the third or fourth week of the season, they look like they are going to be Super Bowl <laughs> yes, champions they again. Do. It's the New England Patriots. I mean, they look almost unbeatable. I mean, how good is Gronkowski? Ah, the guy. This guy. I love him. I love him. He looks like a gladiator out there. He's just, he just stabbing people, throwing them into the stands. It's the greatest thing in the world he's to watch. He's a freaking beast. He is. He's man. an absolute beast, and he's one of the reasons the Patriots are 8-2. Uh, a couple of games ahead of the Dolphins, and you got the Bills and the Jets where they belong. So nice to see. So satisfying to see the Jets. Also, with the Patriots winning, uh, made more on trivia uh, correct. As well. Ah, that's right. Very good. good so, what's, uh, what's the record eight for and two. eight and eight two? Eight and two is a great. We're, we're the New England Patriots yeah. of more on trivia. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or uh, something. something like that. Now, the Bengals, uh, who were the best team in the league early on, then were the worst team, were never going to win another game, are now back in first place. At six wow. three and one, and then the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns all at six and four. Look Bizarre. That's a tough parody. decision, a d- division right, right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you know, uh, then you've got uh, the Broncos seven and three, uh, Chiefs seven and three, Chargers six and four, and then the Raiders at zero and ten. They might not win a game this year. Oh, they do not look good. That's no, ugly. Though they kept the game close against the Chargers uh, yesterday. Sort of sad to see what's happened to the Raiders franchise. I've always kind of liked them because they're rebels. You know, it's kind of fun to watch and. And uh, they're not doing well. They are not good. Not doing well. Um, next up, uh, the what are we up to? Uh, AFC Rebel. South. Yeah. This is the uh, Colts at six and four. Texans right there, five yep. and five. And J- Titans and Jaguars are uh, you know not having good years. Um, and this is interesting. We talked about the AFC uh, AFC North, I guess the the, mm-hmm. the 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 Browns and everybody's six and four or better. Uh, then you have over in the NFC South the exact opposite situation. Do we have uh, Do we have that? We can. Oh, I guess we can go through the rest of these first. Uh, NFC yeah, South. Here it is. is. Uh, the Falcons at four and six in first place. Like so you have a team under five hundred in first place and a team over five hundred in fourth place in their division. Jeez. Um, which is really ridiculous. Um, but Keith Malinak, our phone screener, is happy. As yeah. the, 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 He's sorry. an Atlanta fan. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're four and six, tied with the Saints. Panthers three seven and one, and the Bucks are just uh, weren't they supposed to be pretty Bucks good this year? Too. Yeah, well, that's a terrible coach. division. Lovey's there now. It's terrible. Yeah. So anything else of note? Uh, I can get fly through these Lions and Packers at the top of the NFC North, then over to uh, the, the NFC good this East. Weekend. They played some. Who did they play? Yeah, the Packers looked really looked good. good this yeah, was it the Eagles? They played in fifty three twenty. Fifty three to twenty. I didn't see any frozen tundra of Lambo Field. Eagles and Cowboys tied. By the way, still for first place at seven and three. I'll take that. Okay. You will take that. They play each other on Thanksgiving. By the way, Cowboys. Did they? Cowboys play yesterday? No. Or? They were off. They had a bye oh, this week. Okay. Uh, next up, NFC West. Cardinals 9-1. 49ers and Seahawks at 6-4. and four. So one of those guys is not going to make the playoffs Seahawks this year. lost again yesterday. I love it. City, yeah. Yeah, Good. Kansas City looks pretty good. I think that's everybody. So there you go. There's a full football rundown. We don't have to go super in-depth. It wasn't an important weekend no. of football. It didn't, no one cares about it this weekend. It's you know who stupid. else I like, though, uh, in addition to Gronkowski? And he's kind of the same sort of gladiator type. Is J.J. Watt from the Texans. Oh, my God. Guy's playing both sides of the ball now, and he's, he's uh, playing a lot of tight end. And he, Did you see that beautiful catch he made yesterday in the yeah. end zone? I guess he was a tight end at one point. I didn't know that. And a but. nice, nice, good, decent guy who just helps. I mean, we've played some of the, some of the things he's done for handicapped people and, and kids in high school that he's met who didn't 
Yeah, their friends didn't believe that he met him, right. and so he cut the video with the kid. And I mean, okay. just really cool stuff. And Seems we should to be a good guy. He now has more touchdowns, if you care about this sort of thing, than LaShawn McCoy. Uh, uh, yeah. Does he really? For the season. He's got four. Four touchdowns. So McCoy doesn't even have four touchdowns? Yeah, he has, I think he wow. has three. But Larry Fitzgerald doesn't have as many touchdowns as J.J. Watt. I mean, big-time players in the National Football League. And Tom Brady, Something. who everyone said was done, uh, looking like uh, the king of the world again. Sure is. And uh, who else was the quarterback that guy off. scored a bunch of points? This um, well, was it Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I didn't see any of that. was pretty good. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Threw for like 42 touchdowns yesterday alone. Didn't. Was it 42? I know I didn't notice. Didn't I didn't notice. watch football okay. this weekend. Is this six hundred? Was it six hundred and fifty? Again, I can't answer these questions because I did not see. You didn't see it? Huh? No. Huh. I, I have a, uh, a weird thing. Once a year, I just don't watch the Eagles game. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh. On a certain and this weekend, happened to this be happened the one. to be it. It was just random. Huh? That's yeah. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> No, I'm trying to tell you, 644 yeah. to two. Yeah, I didn't see that. So yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's fun. Yeah. Then there's a, a federal agent raid on NFL teams. Was it six of them? Six of them. They raided the uh, like the trainers and stuff. Why does that piss you off, Jeff? Because let us know. Why? Why does that piss you off? First of all, do they not have something better to do? No, they don't. Do they? Then go after the NFL teams. Who They're do you want them to go after? Poor people. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? You want to do poor people, but maybe some minorities mixed in there? Is that what you want? You want poor minorities. Is that what you want? That's what you want. Mm -hmm. It's okay. fine with me. Okay. <laughs> well, whoever's doing it, uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, that is kind of weird. Uh, uh, I don't know. It is weird. I don't, I don't know. Is it, a, is it a massive problem in the NFL? I think though? it is. Well, I mean, I, because we, we watched it. Remember we watched a yeah. clip of the documentary who want, that won um, – Pursuit of the Truth on this very network. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't about um, football in particular, but it was more just about, uh, I think it was more like bodybuilders, but obviously these guys run in you know, similar circles, or wrestling or yeah. whatever it was. Um, but you know, these, some of these guys really are abusing these drugs, and the belief is that these guys are masking injuries going in there when they shouldn't be in to play because they're heavily medicated, um, and illegally so, because they're prescription drugs. So, Can they not prescribe? Can the can these guys Maybe not at these numbers they can't prescribe. Yeah. I think okay. that's the accusation, right, Maybe. Jeffy? Uh, yeah, it's a, the numbers. Jeffy, you know drugs. It's, uh, it's the crossing of state lines. They've got, you know, if you get a shot, you know, you talk about uh, Romo getting a shot in his back. They, I mean, you talk about people getting shots all the time at halftime. Well, if the doctor on your team doesn't have uh, uh, rights in that state, that's actually illegal for him to give you that shot. No, but again, so that's a that's technicality. dumb, right? Like, I it's a stupid, stupid thing to investigate. They should change that. Like, right? here we, we have, a, we have a country in which really? state after state is saying, we're going to legalize a substance that the federal government says is illegal, and the yeah. feds do nothing about it. If, which, you're, if you're licensed in, in Texas, and you travel with the Cowboys, and you give Tony Romo a shot when he's in Philadelphia... Because he's got back pain. Mm -hmm. So what? Really? Well, come I'm, on. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. But you know how they treat the gun. You know how they treat gun laws. I mean, you, yeah, you, you I cross a freaking bridge. You don't even know you're in another state, and you get arrested. There's. I know that there's a class action lawsuit. You know, players are saying that they were, you know, overly medicated and stuff. I mean, it was your choice to take. Uh, yes. Did, did did he force it down your gullet? Yeah. What happened there? Uh, second, I find it amazing that uh, we're still having all these problems with not changing the Redskins name and the owner saying mm -hmm. he's not going to back down and yet all of a sudden we're just investigating nfl teams for drugs <laughs> of course i don't think the skins were one of them were they uh tampa bay was yeah they, they played washington yesterday so you'd assume that uh, they 
if they they probably could have caught either team, right? I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just. I, I don't know that any team ever. I don't think anything came up of this investigation yet. <laughs> That's the funny there thing. There was no reports. They didn't find anything. So it, it leads you to believe maybe the NFL may have known, or maybe they're not doing anything wrong. It's kind of ugly that uh, it's the reports everywhere. I mean, it's the lead story on Drudge, and it they found nothing. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes, makes it look, look bad. bad. It does. Uh, let's go to Dennis in Utah. Dennis, hi, you're on patents too. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, so I'm someone who has learned to stop worrying and love to listen to sports talk. I'm, I'm normally not a, a sports guy, but um, mm -hmm. I just recently started a job, and after listening to you guys talk football a lot, um, I was able to talk intelligently with some of the guys that I work with. Really? <laughs> nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, see, it does have, it serves welcome. a purpose. Helping men be men. The Patents Do Show. <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I, you know, yeah. we like to, I, I will say it's part of my dis distraction uh, plan. Like, I, I can't sit here and just, yeah. you know, kill myself over Battle how... about the same thing over and over. Right. Over you know, it's, it's, a, it's a part of life. And it's one of the things we've been doing for a long time here and, and on the radio show as well. More life creeping in. Mm -hmm. You know, there, sure, you could talk health care policy all day and you can kill yourselves with it. But, you know, mm -hmm. there's some, it's, that's all part of life. But there's a larger part of life that uh, we don't talk about as often. We've been doing a lot more of that, and, and, and we've been doing that on the radio program, too. So, Dennis, have you actually uh, manned up and watched a football game then? I haven't done that far. Yeah, I haven't yet. done that. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't, I, I, don't cross that but line. But thanks to more on trivia, I do know what's going on. <laughs> that's know. nice. There you go. Who's playing? And that's everything. nice. So what do you like? You don't like sports. What 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 do you enjoy? Art? Ballet? Um, well, I'm an artist. Uh, Are you? I there mean, you I'm not an artsy-fartsy artist, but, you okay. know, so I like to do that. And I like to watch movies. And so I enjoy you guys talking about movies, too, and everything. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Good. Appreciate right. it. Thanks a lot, Dennis. Yeah, you're Thanks. welcome, Dennis. Happy to help. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Happy to help. Solving people's problems. That's what we do. Huh? Every day, mm -hmm. saving lives. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to come. Listen, someone has to do it, right? That's right. Jeffy's telling us that choices have consequences. Choices do have consequences. Is that right? Very important to remember that. Uh, we were going to go to Jason in Arizona because uh, we were talking about the, uh, you know, I, are the NFL football players, they've joined this class action lawsuit against the league. And uh, are, they, are, are the players, were the players forced to take drugs that were prescribed to them? Because I'm thinking no. No. I'm thinking no. Uh, Jason in Arizona. Hi, you're on patents, too. Yeah, um, you know, I, I played football in high school, and I took injuries to my back and my ribs, and uh, I don't stand as tall as I, I should be anymore. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, the doctors all told me, you know, I should be on painkillers and muscle relaxers for my back. I chose not to. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you can choose, feel, right? These guys are, what's that? You, you, can, you can make that choice. You can say no. Yeah. Uh, Nancy oh, Reagan yeah. told us that. Just I mean, say no. Uh -huh. These guys are much bigger than I am. And How know, big are you? How big are you, Jason? They hit Jason? the gym more often. Yeah. I'm 5'10". 5'10". How, how big were you once? Because you said you don't stand as tall as you used to. Um, I was pushing pretty close to 6'1". Really? But I've got spinal compression from, you know, football mm -hmm. injuries. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Appreciate the call. It's a, it's a good point. It's a good point. You do choose. Uh, I was once six foot nine. <laughs> I do. How did I? Know? I was once six foot nine. Oh, really? Yeah. And now, uh, and now I've been compressed into about six foot. So, yeah, it sucks. You, probably a lot of shelves you built earlier that you, right. you have can't a problem reach reaching. Anymore. Yeah. I can't reach them oh, anymore. Sad. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's from high school football. Sounds like you're making up a medical uh, ailment. You no. know, like Glenn Beck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never make it up like he does. No, that's true. I would what never a maroon. of such a horrible thing. <laughs> wow. Glenn, as you know, uh, is a creator of all things medical. Um, and he's, well, first of all, he's a doctor. Uh, so he can create his own medical illnesses. Mm -hmm. And he uh, has. But <laughs> apparently, this is what the left has now come to. They just now are saying, because Glenn talked about being, uh, facing a, a tough illness the past few years. Um, and, uh, you know, something pretty serious that we've talked about before. Um, they are now saying that he made that up. It's kind uh, of interesting to watch the genesis of that last week, right? Because at first, they were like, oh, it was just reported. Mm -hmm. And everybody sort of left Without it, comment. Reported without comment. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, it's just it's a little bit of mocking started. But by the, the third day, I mean, it, it, was, it was like the floodgates opened up. And everybody, everybody began claiming on the left that he was faking this yeah. for monetary purposes. And regardless of what you believe about, like, I mean... Now, no matter what you think about any specific, um, you know, medical analysis or dietary thing, like if you, you know, some people like, uh, you know, some people will say going vegetarian is really good for you. Some people will say it's terrible for you. Some people will say you got to be gluten free. Some people will say that's nonsense. There's there's that whole you could always find someone on some side of that story. So what they did is they found one doctor saying something about one of the illnesses or one of the diagnoses that Glenn alluded to but didn't really say that he had, and that person tried to pick apart um, uh, what Glenn was talking about, and he admitted in the article that he hates Glenn, uh, that he thinks he's a really terrible, uh, you know, uh, uh, he's a liar, essentially, uh, for the points that he makes. But just coincidentally, he also thinks that Glenn's lying about this illness. <laughs> now, now some other idiot that used to be on MSNBC or whatever has is, is come out, and he's, he's saying the same thing. He's not buying Glenn's illness. Mm -hmm. They talked about this on CNN yesterday with a guy from media, uh, Joe Concha. Fox. Uh, um, was, oh, excuse me. That's that right. with Howie Kurtz. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it used to, Howie Kurtz used to be right. right. Uh, now he's over at Fox, and he was talking with this guy, uh, Joe Concha, from media. Watch. I found this very moving, but what do you make of Beck going public in this dramatic fashion? I think it's a pattern that we see here with talk radio now these days, Howie, where it's not just about making an argument, but guys like Levin and Limbaugh and Glenn Beck, they're humanizing this whole process as well. Think about what Glenn said when he first made that statement. He said, you know what, this isn't meant for the press. This is between you and me. And what we see more in talk radio, particularly the right wing, is an us versus them undercurrent where... Guys like Beck are speaking directly, it seems, privately to each audience member. It's the humanization of opinion journalism. Most times when a public figure or media figure comes forth with a revelation like this, it's usually universal applause saying, oh, good, I'm glad you're feeling better. But yes. in some cases, particularly with one former MSNBC host, uh, somebody screaming for uh, to be relevant again, he said nice. that Glenn Beck is making this whole thing up because he's going bankrupt. Now, overall... Glenn Beck earned $90 million last year, Howie. That's more than Oprah. That's more than Ellen. That's $25 million more than Rush Limbaugh. Anybody who says that he's going bankrupt and he made up this whole thing because he doesn't have a couple of dollars in his pocket doesn't live in a reality that has Google, a calculator, and basic logic. Jeez, I love that. 
Wow. Thank you, Joe. That's Thank a you. Complete that was, and utter destruction. Oh right my there. gosh! He just he 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 beat him with a baseball bat there, and and <laughs> left was, nothing. Oh, that was almost as bad as what it was Green great. Bay did to Philadelphia <laughs> last weekend. Yeah, what was that? Oh, it's just like seven hundred and three. I don't remember. Three or something. Seven oh three to three. I think it's a little it was hurtful the, at this point. Was the, mean, was the score of that? But uh, you know, uh, from a from a mediaite observer, mediaite is not a right wing. No, I mean they're. I think uh, you get the gambit there. Yeah, generally get, fair. I mean, I like it's to, generally fair. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. um, they do both. They do some criticizing. They do some just straight down the middle reporting, and occasionally you you got that. You got an absolute defense of of Glenn and his illness, and that was that was really cool. So, uh, thanks to Joe Concha for that. I mean that, and, it, and it's true when you think of it. First of all, how. How would it possibly make him one single dollar if he were faking this for some reason and then comes out and says, yeah, I had a, a brain problem? Uh, you're just opening yourself up for mockery. That's all you're doing. How is that going to bring you one single dollar to, the, to this company or to himself? I don't know. I have, I have no idea how you work that out in your head where, oh, he's doing this for money. In what way? How does that help him? You know, and this particular host is not exactly known for his uh, his mental acumen. No, you know, that's true. It's, it's, I think it's just more like, okay, Glenn's in it. I need to take the other side. How do I do it? I can't figure it out. What if I just say he's lying? What if I just? <laughs> I don't think there's much more that goes into it than that in this particular case. But it's an interesting reaction by the left. It's like you know that is very true, as as Concha pointed out. This is a situation where. People come out for illnesses that they've caused on themselves. You recover from, uh, you know, uh, alcoholism. You know what I mean? You you drank the alcohol and you've recovered. People are like, wow, great. You've got a new – like, it's almost universally praised when you recover yes. from something like that. And, yes. you know uh, – And know. it's regarded as an illness. It's not – you didn't do this to yourself. Right. Even though in reality you did. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously – But it's treated very sensitively – as uh, as an illness, and even if you treat it as an illness, which you know is fine, um, speak to an alcoholic who's recovered. I mean, Glenn's one of them. He knows he did it to himself. You right. know, I mean, you have a hand in it. it while it's hard to to um, control, uh, it's still something that you have a hand in. I mean, look at Jeffy. All the substances that he's addicted to. I mean, we're talking dozens and dozens of pages of different substances. I'd rather not look at it. Um, and do I have to look at it? I don't have to. No, let's not. Let's not look uh, at them. Let's, let's just not. take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the uh, is the uh, phone number. We're going to take a break and I'm remove Jeffy from your screen as quickly as possible. So I then hopefully you'll continue to watch. Oh no! Oh my! Ew! Ew! Look at that! Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the phone number. The Dish Challenge. We talked about it a little bit on uh, radio earlier today. It's called the Dish Challenge, and it's pretty cool. Uh, Dish has put us on Channel Two Hundred Two, which we are we are fans of. We like we like that uh, mainly because it gets us to 
uh, 14 million homes on this, which uh, you need that for the incredible ability of uh, of our audience to find us. You have to find it, kind of have a big thing like that. You have to, you need a platform, Jeff. A platform, think of it this way, a platform strong enough to handle the weight of Jeffy. That's what we need. Yes, indeed. Well, we need. Like you said, you need a big thing like that. You need what? Like you said, you need a big thing like that. It's not exactly Wait, what I said. What? Uh, so, one of the things you that said. you need to remember, you know what an old tip I used to, I got from an old radio guy a hundred years ago? Never run. Wait, what? Never run. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Just so, remember to something you might, might want to remember. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jeffy, as usual, tying, uh, yes. tying no, the strings together. No, I appreciate that. But this is a national broadcast, oh. so not necessarily the best time to... Anyway, so Dish uh, is, uh, is got us on 202, and, and we kind of want to send a little message. Do you like having us on Dish Channel 202? Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, yes. Say yes. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, so one of the things we're asking you to do is to take the dish challenge. Um, go to uh, act.gettheblaze.com. The dish challenge! 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 Just helping add a little, you know, pizzazz to it, sort of. I don't think you, you added that much pizzazz. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But the idea is to have people uh, keep it on all day on Wednesday. Okay. So if you have this uh, channel, just throw it on all day. They can... Uh, what about global warming? <laughs> I don't think the global warming factor is that kind of this. a waste? Aren't you wasting electricity that day? If you have it on all day, just leave it on? Regardless? I mean, no. What it's, about it's... global warming? What about global Look, warming? These people don't seem to care about global warming. The people that are on this thing, they don't seem to care. That's, that's us, Ben. Oh. Because, look, they look happy. And these you people. see the fire on the bee. The bee is on fire. That's how much global warming is. Is, uh, is hurt us. It burst into flame. The bee has burst, burst into flame. Burst into flame. 1-800-996-2529 is the number. Gettheblaze.com. Uh, if you're not a Dish subscriber, you can take the challenge anyway, and you can share uh, everything on your social networks and create friends and families to join. Okay. Uh, and if you're a Dish subscriber or not, go to their Facebook page and say, hey, hey, you. Hey, you, thanks. Thanks, you, for putting uh, the Blaze on 202. You know what I don't like? My television will turn off if you leave it on for a while. It'll just decide, okay, there's nobody there because the remote hasn't moved, and it shuts off. Does yours do that? That's really irritating. I hate that. It goes into sleep mode, and then if you don't do something about it, it just shuts off. I go, well, who are you to decide? Mine does that, too, oh, now that I think about it. Yeah. It's on the cable box, side, though, not the TV. Yeah. So the cable yeah. box will just say, oh, I've entered sleep mode because you notice you didn't change the channel. That means I like the show. Right. That's all that means. Right. And I the, like the show. Well, and sometimes it'll do that when you're in the middle of actually watching it. Yeah. And maybe you've just enjoyed programming for a couple hours. Nope, nobody's watching. I'm going to turn it off now. No! It's like, yeah, you need to press a button to continue watching. <laughs> Why do I have to press a button to continue watching? Yeah, I, I don't. That. I don't want to press buttons to continue doing things I'm already doing. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It the me. Time Warner cable box in New York, uh, when we in our offices in New York, we're, we're, we're constant. I used to I used to get so pissed off about it because it would be like. Uh, yeah, it's, you're not really watching. Like, wh <laughs> yes. why are you telling me? Yes, I am. And shouldn't you be the people who want me to watch more? Yeah, that's what like, I keep thinking. Stop why? turning off the TV. Why are you putting your own system into sleep mode 
if I'm not doing it. You know why? So they can go to some damn green activists and say, That's we're why. turning the TVs off. It's the only reason I can think of. Yeah. This so, is ridiculous it's green nonsense. Uh, by the way, speaking of the dish challenge, we also have the Bright House three-day challenge. Um, despite receiving thousands of calls and emails from cons consumers and customers asking them to add the blaze, it's a message we've received from, um, from Bright House last week was Bright House has confirmed that they're not interested in carrying the blaze at this time. Bright House is, a, is an interesting one because, did you have Bright House when you were down in yes, Tampa? I did. Yeah, yeah, Bright House is, it's a, their big markets are like <coughs> Tampa, Indianapolis, uh, Orlando, markets where we're very big. Um, so we know that you've called them by the thousands yeah. and, and requested this network. And right now mm -hmm. they're saying no. I, they have some relationship to, 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 you know, Time Warner. That's an issue there. And, and, and you know, look, we would love to, to get on. And I know you've requested it so many times. So we do appreciate that. And again, go to Get the Blaze, keep bugging them. Um, but we are going to try to uh, make Bright House a, a focus as well. We'd like to see, you know, I'd like to see them hear your voice. So sign up for the, the for the challenge and just follow the simple directions. And then, you know, hopefully it'll send a message that yes, indeed, people do want uh, the Blaze on Bright House, and and that'll be really helpful. Um, coming up, we're going to have a, a little review of Jonathan Gruber because uh, he apparently is not an employee of the White House, which is weird because they've paid him. Uh, several million dollars, um, and usually you get something for that when you pay. If you give someone several million dollars, you're going to get something in return. Typically. A lot of times, would you say that the people that you pay four million dollars, let's say, over the course of two years, would you say that you normally know those people? I'm trying to think, I pay so many people. $4 million over a couple of years. I don't know that I can name them all. And keep in mind, this is a public servant, too. He's not, it's not like it's a private right. industry where, yeah, a lot of people at Microsoft make millions of dollars. It's, it's the government. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know your advisors who are making this kind of money. And, uh, I mean, you've got a bunch of states paying him hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you've got the White House paying him for $2 million. The thing I love about it, too, is this guy. Forget, let's say you don't even care about whether that he was tied to Obama. And, and that they they had this plan to manipulate the the voters. This is the guy who designed the economic model that gave you all these projections. Right. So regardless of whether you think they worked together or not, which they obviously did, all the 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 assumptions made in these uh, in, in the passing of this bill were made by this guy who was intentionally lying to you. What do you think he put in the models? I mean, how did he design these models? Can you uh, can you trust them at all? Uh, no. 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 If we've seen anything in the past six or eight years, it's that. We cannot trust them at all. 888 back. We'll get into that uh, coming up on Pat. It's good. And so much more, which is always my favorite. Well, what? But so much. There's so much. Say it. You can't even say much stuff to say. By law, we can't tell you what things are coming up. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. This uh, Jonathan Gruber thing is pretty amazing because he has really confirmed 
virtually all the things that we said all along from 2009 on about the lies that they tried to sell, well, and did sell, uh, about Obamacare. And over and over and over and over again, it's been proven. Uh, and yet, here's Barack Obama on Jonathan Gruber. Uh, he was asked about it over the weekend. At your Burma town hall a couple of days ago, you tried to inspire young leaders by saying governments need to be held accountable and be responsive to the people. I wonder how you square that with your former advisor, uh, Jonathan Gruber, claiming you were not transparent yeah. about the health law because, in his words, mm -hmm. the American people, the voters, are stupid. Did you mislead <laughs> Americans about the taxes, about keeping your plan, in order to get the bill passed? Idiot. No, I, no, I did no. not. Uh, I just heard about this. Yeah, I, I get well-briefed uh, before same, I come out here. Uh, every time. Same, the same, fact same, that some advisor who never worked on our staff yeah. uh, expressed an opinion that mm -hmm. uh, I completely disagree with uh, in terms of the voters is no reflection on the actual process that was run. Mm -hmm. We had a year-long debate, Ed. I mean, go back and look at your stories. <laughs> the one thing we can't say uh -huh. is that we did not have a lengthy debate about health care in the United States did of America. Did we say that? No, I'm or sorry, that no. it was not adequately covered. I didn't say it was. I mean, I would just advise all of... Nobody said that. Every press outlet here, go back and pull up every clip, okay. every story. The same right. M.O. all the time. And I think it'll, it's fair to say that there was not a, a provision in the health care law that was not extensively debated uh, mm -hmm. and, and was fully transparent. Oh, my gosh. This is so stupid. And for no one said there wasn't a lengthy debate. Let me give you another example. Um, O.J. Simpson. Uh, the O.J. Simpson murders are going on. One side says, the Nicole Brown uh, Simpson's parents and stuff, they say, uh, the Goldmans, they say, hey, O.J. killed them. And then O.J. said, no, they, no, I didn't. And then they debate for a really long time. And then like six, six months, a year, two years later, there's someone who's, who works closely with O.J. Simpson saying he heard O.J. Simpson say it, and he has him on tape saying that he did murder him. The O.J. can't come out and say, look, I mean, I think we talked about this for a long time. Uh, you know, there was a lengthy debate on whether I committed these murders, okay? So next question. That's not how that works. You, were, you just had one of your high-ranking advisors admit mm -hmm. everything we said. The point was not that there wasn't a debate. It's that you d denied our side of the debate. You said we were lying, and now we found out that we were right, even though we knew we were right back then. But now it's been admitted by your side that we were right. That is a major development in, this, uh, in the, in the long-standing debate of Obamacare. Yeah, over and over and over. And here, you know, here was just one of the things... Uh, that that was debated and that he lied about over and over because he claims to be totally transparent in this process, right? But does anybody remember this? I, I don't think I'm making it up. Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Tax, a charge usually of money imposed by authority on persons or property for public purposes. George, the fact that you looked up Merriam's dictionary, uh -huh. the, the definition of tax increase indicates to me that you're stretching a little bit, right? Doesn't it? Because uh, what a stretch the dictionary is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who's ever heard of a dictionary? <laughs> you? No, I've never. I myself. Heard heard what a dictionary? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Come on now. You wouldn't have gone to the dictionary to check on the definition. Well, no, I mean, what, if what you're saying is... I wanted to check for myself, but your critics say it is a tax increase. That's what My they critics say. say everything's a tax increase. My critics say that I'm taking over uh, every sector of the economy. You know that. 
Look, we can have a legitimate debate about whether or not we're going to have an individual mandate or not. But, but you reject that it's a I tax absolutely tax. reject that notion. He actually absolutely rejects that notion. And then, and then the other thing he kept saying over and over and over, and since he asked us to pull the clips, here's, here's another one. Now, if you have or had one of these plans mm -hmm. before the Affordable Care Act came into law, right. and you really liked that plan, okay. what we said was uh -huh. you could keep it. Oh. And you can keep your plan if you are satisfied with it. If you like the plan you have, you can keep it. If you like your plan mm -hmm. and you like your doctor, right. you won't have to do a thing. You what, keep your really? plan. If oh. you like your health care plan, yes. you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Okay. If you've got health okay. insurance, you can keep it. If you okay. like your health care plan, you will keep your plan. What but if, if I you've like got it, health though? insurance, you like your doctor, you yeah. like your plan, you can keep your doctor. You can keep your plan. If you have insurance that you like, mm -hmm. then, then you will be able, be able to keep to that insurance. Keep insurance. If you like your doctor if or like health care plan, plan, you can keep it. I can keep if it. you like your health care plan, like it, you can he keep your health care plan. Keep if it. you like your health care plan, if I like it, you can keep your health care plan. I can if keep you it. like your private health insurance plan, if I like the you private, can keep I can, your plan. I, I can if you like your health care plan, you can keep I, your health care plan. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep it. I can keep if it. If you want to keep the health insurance you got, you then can I, keep it. Then I can keep it. If you it. like the insurance plan you have now, then you can keep it. Can. If you like your insurance plan, you'll keep it. So keep if it. you like your plan, okay. then you can keep your I, plan. I can keep it. If you like your plan, then I can't have it or keep your plan. No, I can keep if it. If you like your current insurance, what uh, what happens? Do I have to give it you up? You will keep your current I'll insurance. Keep it. I'll keep if you it. like your plan, you can keep your plan. <laughs> if you like your plan, you can keep can, can your I keep, plan. I can keep if it. you're happy with what you got, <laughs> nobody's changing it. Nobody's. I mean, over and over, it mind boggles me to think that he would say, pull the clips, pull all the clips. Well, you don't want to say that because then, like, we will. But maybe you do want to say it because I guess the rest won't. Most people won't. Most I mean, people I, won't I guess. The uh, you know, the most transparent process in history, uh, they lied over and over and over. They lied about being a tax. They lied about you being able to keep your plan if you liked it, because if they didn't like it, you couldn't keep it. They lied about being able to keep your doctor, because if you lost your plan, chances were you were going to lose your doctor. Over and over and over, they lied about the cost. They lied about the exchanges. They've lied about absolutely every aspect of this thing. Yeah, and, uh, you know, looking at the, you look at this whole thing, and, and he said that he didn't even know this guy, basically. Yeah. It was like, I didn't, didn't know even know who. Yeah. Now, they paid him millions, millions of dollars from the government have gone to this guy for his economic models, for his consult, uh, mm -hmm. consulting. Um, and he actually tells the story of being in the same room with President Obama talking about these things. This mm -hmm. is from uh, PBS, June 2012, Jonathan Gruber. Were you ever in a room with Obama? Yes, twice. The next time you see him? Next time I see him is... Um, Summer 2009, that was a meeting that was very exciting once again because the economists in the room all said the number one thing you need to do is you need to take on the tax subsidy to employer-sponsored insurance. Now, the problem is it's a political nightmare, and mm -hmm. people say, no, you can't tax my benefits. It feels like. So mm -hmm. what we did a lot in that room was think about, well, how could, talk about, well, how could we make this work? And Obama was like, well, you know, I mean, he's really a realistic guy. He's like, look, I can't just do this. He said, it's just not going to happen politically. The bill will not pass. How do we manage to get there through phase-ins and other things? And we talked about it. Um, and he was just very interested in that topic. And once again, 
that ultimately became the genesis of what's called the Cadillac tax in the health care bill, which I think is one of the most important and bravest parts of the health care law and um, doesn't get nearly enough credit. You know what's interesting about this is he's saying all the things we said, but he's yeah. not saying them in a negative way. He's saying these things in positive. a positive way. A, he likes what they did. He's like a secret admirer for yes. these lies. He loves these lies. Yeah. He, but he's just honest enough to say that, look, you guys didn't know what was good for you. We had to tell you. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't understand it. You would have said no. So we just went around uh, you and did it for you anyway because we know better than you. This guy is just an honest progressive. They all think they know better than us, especially Obama. He's just a lion sack of crap and won't admit it like this guy does. Yeah. How they must hate this guy at the White House. How they now must absolutely loathe him for having left all of these breadcrumbs for us to find, finally. And, and finally someone did. Yeah. And by the way, um, if you really listen to what Gerber says there, you, again, you could get mad at this guy. And I, there, I have, there's some affinity I have for this guy because he's the guy actually saying the things yeah. that they actually believe. And I like yeah. that. I like he's actually admitting it. Um, but what he says is, we economists brought up this problem. You know what the big problem is? This tax deduction for your health insurance for, through the employers. That's a big problem. Obama says, I can't do that politically, but let's come up with ways right. so to that we can do phases. it. It's Obama's suggestion that they come up with ways to mm -hmm. fool the American people uh, and, and so we can get this done and passed, and then it'll happen over time. It's not Gruber's idea. This no. is Obama. Gruber just wanted right. to do it. Right. Oh, it's Obama who said, we can't do it politically, so we have to lie. You look at what they were up against. 86% of the American people perfectly happy with their health care insurance. So they had to, without the consent of 86% of the American people, change your health care system, despite the fact that so many overwhelmingly liked it. So for 14% of the American people, they did this radical law. I, I, it was a huge undertaking, and yet they pulled it off. And of course, and yet they pulled it off. And the only reason deception. they were willing to do that, it's not because they wanted to please 14 percent of the population. No, it's, it's because, because they, they wanted, wanted to take over the health care. Fundamental sector. transformation exactly of our society. Right. This is a right. huge piece of that. And they went along to do it. They were willing to take risks. They were willing to lie to you over and over and over and over again. They were willing to make themselves probably feel terrible at night, at least some of them. And then they said, oh, my gosh, what are we doing? We're do we, is this hmm. right? To the ends justify the means? Surely someone in that room had to ask themselves that question. And they were able to answer it, yes, it does justify the means because of the they believe the fundamental transformation is that important. Yeah. And again, you know, I'd like to sit here and say, well, the American people, well, you know, they were just dupes to this unbelievable, uh, you know, um, trickery. They were just dupes. And this is all Obama's fault. The bottom line is this information was out there. Anyone who thought about this for a long period of time, listened to a show like this one, would have known this. It was just a lot of people didn't. And when I, you know, the American people, yeah, there were some people who picked it up. This audience is going to be uh, chief among them. Um, uh, other audiences as well uh, on the conservative side. But so many people didn't take the time to try to figure this out. They assumed they took everything that the government fed them and said, oh, that must be it. That's what they're saying. The, the, and the media is the most guilty of this. They just took those assumptions. Oh, it's going to cut the deficit. What are you talking about? It says it right here in the CBO scoring. And we said, wait a minute, you can per you can make this happen any way you want. You don't count years in which the, p the plan is uh, bringing in taxes which and, they did. and not charging. Uh, there's no cost to it because it hasn't started yet. Mm -hmm. 
We talked about that at the time. Mm-hmm. They, they, and then, then we hear Gruber saying it was written torturous in a torturous way to make it look like uh, it was scored the right way. It wasn't a tax and other things. I mean, yeah. this was all out there. It was all talked about. It was just ignored. And if you choose to ignore something, choose to not give it credibility because it doesn't agree with your political standpoint, you deserve what you get. You know, I mean, conservatives can pretty much justly stand up yeah. and say, look, we knew what this what was going on. We stood up against it. We didn't quite get enough of the American people. But if you're on the other side and you're frustrated now, you have no reason to be frustrated. <laughs> this is your fault. Yes, exactly. Uh, and, that, you know, here we are coming up on the uh, on the second enrollment, open enrollment period. And as we come up on that period, the Harris uh, Corporation is it? No, it's Gallup. Gallup has just done a brand new poll on this and found a brand new low for the mm. approval rating of this law. 37% of the American people. And as we've seen over the years, that's an incredibly low percentage of people. It's hard to get into the 30s, and it's almost impossible to get into the 20s. You almost have to murder. You have to commit mass murder to get into the 20s disapproval rating. But um, 37% of Americans say they, they approve of the, of the law 56% disapprove. Completely upside down on this thing. Um, the president himself has acknowledged he will consider modifications, which could include repealing the tax on medical devices. Big deal. How about repealing the mandate? Repeal yeah. the individual mandate. That's what I want. I mean, the, the, the medical device tax is a terrible piece of this law. It is. I mean, it, it really it does hurt innovation. It, it's not nothing. It actually is really bad. And, it, you know, it should go away. However... It's small potatoes compared to the mandate. The individual mandate is the, the worst mandate. part of it. Honestly, I could, I'm not saying I could live with the rest of it. It's all terrible. But if I could get, if you could get rid of the individual mandate and at least not require people to purchase things to become a good citizen, um, at least you could get to the point where this is just another bad government program. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you know Medicare or Social Security or any other program that's costing us mm-hmm. trillions and trillions of dollars and putting us more in debt. And you know, I could at least deal with it. At that point, get rid of that, and oh, so take out the mandate, take out the taxes. Then you can do what you want, whatever. Then it's like you said, it's just like it's the just, other bad, it's, bad program. It's still horrifically bad. Still horrifically bad, bad just not you, nearly as bad. Yeah, and you're launch, like there's a pragmatic like how this thing is workable way of looking at this, which if you take out, uh, you know, it's always bad when you look at it through that lens. But there is also a moral stance here, a moral component of it, a constitutional component of it. And I'm sorry, the individual mandate, despite what John Roberts wrote, is is absolutely unconstitutional. There's no example outside of, uh, 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 what is it, Um, uh, the thing where you always have to sign up. uh, Why am I not thinking? I keep thinking secret service, but uh, a selective selective service. service. Other than that, there's no other example in American history. Where that uh, is mm-hmm. is asked for, and that's to defend your country. That's to defend so, your country. I mean, you know, uh, while I don't like that, um, you can almost understand that one. You can't understand this one. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do come up. Got to love the president of the United States. <laughs> it's so consistent. 
so honest and forthright in smart. All, all, smart and it's wonderful. And uh, how about those pecs and those smart. abs? How about them? Mm. I like them. Huh? I'm a big fan. Remember yeah. when he came out of the ocean oh, yeah. and stuff? The water like dripping dad. off of him. Water dripping off him. Yeah. Sexy. Sexy man, brilliant man, right? Perfect Who's with father, me? Perfect, perfect father, perfect husband. Perfect He's not done anything illegal. He's not done anything wrong in his life. I heard that from uh, Chris Matthews. Now it turns out uh, President Barack Obama once declared that an influx of... Keep in mind, the guy's about to grant amnesty, they're saying, to four and a half million. Uh, he once declared that an influx of illegal immigrants will harm, quote, the wages of blue-collar Americans, unquote, and, quote, put strains on an already overburdened safety net, unquote. There's no denying that many blacks share the same anxieties as many whites about the wave of illegal immigration flooding over our southern border. A sense that what's happening now is fundamentally different from what has gone on before. The then-Senator Obama wrote in his 2006 autobiography, The Audacity of Hope, Thoughts on Reclaiming the American Dream. Oh, that's interesting. So this came from the 2006 book? Yeah. I mean, because I would expect this in Dreams from My Father. Right. I'm, in, I'm, I'm surprised to see this. In, I am, too. Uh, in this book. I am, too. Hmm. Was it, was really, but uh, Audacity of Hope really was that 2006? Seems yeah, that, that was happened. the one, right? Wasn't that the one he was launching his sort of political career at that point? This was not yeah. the one where he wrote it as a community organizer no, and right. we found so but much stuff. I thought stuff. this was yeah. earlier than that, even, hmm. but I guess not. Um, Number of immigrants added to the labor force every year is of a magnitude not seen in this country for over a century, he, mm. he wrote. If this huge influx of mostly low-skill workers provides some benefits to the economy as a whole, especially by keeping our workforce young, in contrast to an increasingly uh, geriatric Europe and Japan, it also threatens to depress the further wages of blue-collar Americans and put strains on an already overburdened safety net. Good gosh. Yes! So what happened? These guys get together in Washington and become more and more and more radical together. That happened to Barack Obama, even as radical as he was and has always been, I believe. But it happened to Harry Reid, who used to, who used to proclaim the horrors of illegal immigration, desperately wanted them to uh, be sent home, uh, desperately wanted the border to be secured. Does Harry Reid want any of that today? No. He, he's quite the opposite now. It's uh, they get together in Washington and just become unbelievable mm. extremist left wing radicals. Yeah. Uh, Native born Americans suspect that it, that it is they and not the immigrant who are being forced to adapt to social changes caused by the migration. He writes. Uh, and if I'm honest with myself, I must admit that I'm not entirely immune to such nativist sentiments. When I see Mexican flags waved at pro immigration demonstrations, sometimes I feel a flush of patriotic resentment. When I'm forced to use a translator to communicate with the guy fixing my car, I feel a certain frustration. Who is this guy? <laughs> it's not Barack Obama anymore. That's for sure. I wonder if some of this, because maybe, let's just say, let's, let's picture Barack Obama in a different way for a second. It's a different light, because this kind of shines a new light on him, maybe. Let's say he's a guy who looks at the health care plan and, and understands it's going to hurt some, th some facets of our economy. It's not going to be fair all the way around. It's not going to do the job he wants. But he was able to push it through because he just said, it's better, it's like Gruber said, it's better to have this law than to not have it. Mm -hmm. It might be the same thing with the immigration. He might know. I mean, he obviously articulates the worries of many people when he talks about yeah. how this uh, immigration thing could hurt the American economy, the American people. But he just thinks, you know what, overall, 
It's just worth pushing through. If it hurts some people, it hurts some people. It's a net gain. It's a net gain. Is that the way he looks at this? Maybe. It seems like, again, it comes down to uh, what's best for the collective. And if you look at it from that sense, yeah, some individuals are going to be hurt, sure. But what's best for the collective? And it's interesting because this will hurt blacks more than whites. I think most people agree with that. Uh, it will hurt minorities more than it will hurt whites. And he kind of makes that he kind of makes that case here when he talks about uh, blacks generally have the same anxieties as many whites about the wave of illegal immigration. Yes, they do. Why? Because they're afraid of losing their jobs. Blue collar workers will be hurt by this nonsense. He doesn't care. This is these are the people they continually uh, yell about. We're all about the middle class. I, I, I'm, a, whoa, I'm, I'm a warrior for the middle class. I, 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 I'm a warrior for the middle class. No, you're not. Not, not if you're going to do this. Not if you're going to grant amnesty now to four and a half million non-citizens and all of a sudden just wave a magic wand and now they're here. And now they can become citizens or they are citizens or they can work legally. What happens to the four and a half million people who now have jobs that are going to have to compete with all the illegals you've just made legal? Is there not going to be some displacement there? Well, of course, and he mentions that here. That's what he's talking about. The blue-collar workers are going to lose some of their jobs. They're going to be hurt by this. Uh, and I just I don't know how you then claim to be a warrior for the middle class after that. It doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, also, he's hinting now at a Keystone Pipeline veto if the Congress, with the majority in the House and Senate, as will happen in January, passes a bill uh, to get that thing built. He says it won't help jobs or gas prices. Well, that's just stupidity. Of course it will. Who's going to build it? Uh, and you know that, what? That won't Good. create jobs. Put it's it gonna, on his desk. It's great. Yes. Absolutely. Put all these bills on his desk. Make him be the one to say no. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that, yes. Jeffy. Uh, and I hate I hate being in that position that I agree with you. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, you know what? They're like, well, Mitch McConnell's like, well, I don't know if we're going to you know, necessarily do that. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Rand Paul. Uh, in one of these articles about him, it was said that he would not be in for one of these big pushes against Obamacare. Make him veto that. Yes. Make him mm -hmm. veto it. Put bills on the table that mm. will uh, put him in positions where it's difficult. Put him, make him veto specifically the medical device tax. Take, take mm. away, take away their ability to say this is a do-nothing Congress. Yeah. Put 500 bills on his desk and let him veto all of them. Yeah, let him veto. I want him to let use him. his veto pen. I want. He's been bragging yes. about it. Let's I got a pen and a phone. Yeah. Oh, okay, use it. Yeah, use it. You know what? I want to see a individual, an individual mandate repeal voted on by Republicans. Now, I, the problem with that is, you know, how, can that be stopped in the Senate? Probably. Um, you know, but still, I mean, someone will filibuster it, probably. But still, make them. Make them filibuster. Make them set the all-time record for filibusters. Make them. <laughs> make them do it. I mean, I, you know, you don't have to. Like, I'm not saying... You should pass things that, you know, well, you know, pass everything you want. Honestly, pass everything you want. Pass every conservative thing you want yeah, and make right. him veto 7,000 bills. Seriously, why not? What's, make them what's filibuster the 500 things at the same time. This is a do-too-much Congress. Yeah. Stop it. Stop, stop providing bills for the president to sign. It's, it's a do-too-much Congress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's the danger of it? It's crazy. Uh, but I'll bet you they won't do it. I'll bet they won't do it.
More patent stew is inevitable. Oh, good. Yeah. I love that inevitable. show. Heaven forbid we make Barry look bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he will get protection from oh the Senate. He just racistly called him Barry, the name he used to himself use. Yeah, but that's what he was racist. Oh, my he called God. himself that. Holy Uh, yeah, there's this guy who's going deaf uh, because he can supposedly hear Wi-Fi. Wait, is he going deaf because of that? Yeah. Or he's got an instrument that helps him hear Wi-Fi now well, because he went deaf? That The second one. That's what I thought. Oh. Uh, London-based writer Frank Swain, 32, was diagnosed with early-onset hearing loss when he was in his 20s. Uh, in 2012, he was fitted with a hearing aid, but two years later... Uh, after receiving a grant from a charity, uh, Mr. Swain and sound artist Daniel Jones have produced Phantom Terrains, a new tool mm. that makes Wi-Fi signals audible. Mm. 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 Tool runs on Mr. Swain's iPhone and picks up details about nearby signals, such as router name, signal strength, and distance. This is just though. I mean, it's not. It's because when I first heard the story, I was thinking, yeah, the like guy, there's something about the signal. It's like he could for some reason pick it up. He's yeah, the only guy. It's really not. It's just no. basically an app. Right. Just telling him there's Wi-Fi around, which isn't as impressive. So you know what? It's a stupid story. Plus, he's not actually, I mean, he's just, just telling him that there's Wi-Fi. That's what I'm saying. You have Wi-Fi! Yeah. You have Wi-Fi! You have Wi-Fi! I have a little <laughs> obnoxious message that comes Signal up strength strong! Signal strength strong! Mm-hmm. You have a message that comes up on your iPhone when you... Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, new, new Wi-Fi. You want to try to get on it or whatever? I, yeah, I forget what, what the message says. But yeah, it pops up all the time. I don't you can that. turn off that feature. I think I turned it off then. Yeah, you probably turned it off. That, was really, that would be really irritating. It is obnoxious. Early, in the early days of the iPhone and the iPad, I, that used to happen to me when I was on the train. And you're oh, going yeah, like you're 70 going miles an hour through a train. It's like, do you want to have this? And then it's like you're five miles past the Wi-Fi before Single you week. connect to it. Yeah. Single week. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, and uh, how about, uh, this is another story we kind of previewed uh, the other day, I think maybe Friday. Um, waking up in a morgue. Now, Jeffy, you've, while awake, gone to morgues to check them out. But you've never woken up in a morgue, right? Have you ever stayed the night once you've... Uh... you got some creepy things you do at morgues. When you get locked in one, does that still count as staying the night? <laughs> Did you intentionally hide so you would be locked in? I'm just saying, when you get <laughs> locked in one, does it count as staying the night? I'm not clear. In Poland, a 91-year-old woman has shocked her family and the public at large by waking up in a morgue after being refrigerated, having been declared dead. Uh, despite 11 hours of cold storage, uh, this woman was discovered to be alive and well after uh, mortuary staff detected movements in her body bag. That's creepy, isn't it? Yeah. Really creepy. Would, would that scare the crap out of you? Yeah. As a happened, that, this happened not too long ago uh, in Mississippi. There was a guy that uh, they pronounced no. dead. No. In America? In America. In America, yes. Wow. In yeah. America. Yeah, it was actually Walter Williams, 78 years old, found alive and literally kicking in a body bag at a funeral home in Mississippi. Yeah. Discovery oh, came as the staff were preparing to embalm his body. So he was just spared the gruesome fate of having an artery sliced open and his blood replaced with formaldehyde to preserve his oh, tissues. This is the one that had the news clip for this has the great cut from uh, the uh, the mortuary guy because he was, he was not dead, long story short. <laughs>
<laughs> Why do we not have that clip? I, well, I mean, I have that clip on the Jeff Fisher radio broadcast. Oh, my radio God. Network. That's why. Because no one one. knows about that. No, we should get that one. That's He's, great. He was not dead. Long story short. Yeah, there's a lot of, that's as good <laughs> as tremendous. Uh, I heard it in the news. news. And I was like, that's ridiculous, yeah, man. It was, it was great. <laughs> oh, we got to get that for the yeah. show. That's great. We should put that on a show that people like. So Walter woke up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's not even try. I hate yeah. when Glenn yeah. does that to us. So yeah, I, I do too. It's a joke. I, I love Jeffy's show. Jeffy's show is awesome. Yeah. Even though I've never heard it, I just understand that it's awesome. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm not. Internet I, reports no. indicate. Yes. Uh, that's <laughs> many listenable. Have, many have said it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can listen, by the way. Uh, Blaze Radio <laughs> Network. Um, you can go to blaze.com slash radio and you, oh, you can, can just download and just watch, the, listen to the podcast. Uh, because I actually have heard a little bit of it because I walked in on you the other day and uh, I was going to I was going to interrupt your <laughs> you, show. And you, then I thought, nah, I'm not going to. You don't want to walk in on Jeffy. No, you never you know what's going on. You never know what's going on. It's true. So would you have been OK with Pat interrupting the show and saying hello? Oh, come on. We love it when Glenn does that to us. Oh, we love it. Yeah. Um, Which is what I thought. When right. I was about to interrupt him, and then I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not do it. Um, here's another case. A 24-year-old Kenyan man was pronounced dead after swallowing insecticide. Fifteen hours later, he woke up in the morgue, uh, causing staff to take to their heels, screaming. Uh, yeah. Take to their heels? Yeah, that must mean they ran. Yeah, I guess so. They ran. Well, why would you run on your heels? They don't, I don't know. Uh, the discovery came as as uh, staff were preparing to embalm the body. That, now, see, being embalmed alive would not be a pleasant experience, no. I'm thinking. Uh, so how does it happen? In Muturo's case... This is it, the Kenyan guy. Or this is, yeah, the Kenyan guy. Yeah, the guy. guy you were just talking about. It was thought that the atropine he was given by the medical staff to counteract the insecticide may have made him appear dead because it slows the heart rate. Uh, see, what I'm looking for from a, mor a mortuary is to uh, say... No heartbeat, yeah. not slow heartbeat. Yeah. If there's still a beating heart, I'm going to ask you not to, to uh, go ahead with the formaldehyde thing. It's a personal policy of mine. With, with Williams, the guy in America, he was the 78-year-old man in Mississippi, uh, much has been made about the fact the coroner who pronounced him dead was an elected official who didn't have a medical degree. A problem? Uh, you bet. As is the case in many U.S. states, though. Coroners, U.K. coroners may also have... Uh, a medical or law degree, but the difference is they don't have the power to pronounce people dead. That's left to medically trained staff for good reason. Interesting. That's a, you know, wow, I know I didn't know that. I know a lot about problems in didn't this country. Did not know that problem. Didn't know that. Didn't one, know did. that was a problem. That's Jeffy, what is that? If we interviewed someone on the street about this particular story, what would they say? <laughs> he was not dead. Long story short. That is a long, that is the. Sh <laughs> that's a great clip. <laughs> We have to have that. We have to have that. He wasn't dead, long story short. He was short. not dead, long story short. Here's another thing. Some people have a condition called catalepsy, for example, a nervous disorder that replicates stiff muscles of rigor mortis, slows breathing, decreases sensitivity to pain. So that means uh, some gruesome tests for death, such as shoving needles beneath the fingernails and slicing nostrils, may not work on catalepsy. Patients. I don't think we use those techniques here in America. I could be wrong. Hmm. I hope not. Uh, but uh, wow, that would be. Here you are in a uh, well, like this guy. You got a toe tag. You're in a morgue. You're on a slab. That's not a pleasant experience to wake up there. Yeah, everyone keeps talking about how the people in the mortuary were were scared. How about the person in the bag? Yeah. <laughs> how, how... Uh, you're about to bury me alive. No, thank you. I would, Can you I would, think of anything worse than that? 
No. Uh, I actually, uh, that's one of my definite fears. Like, they remember that movie, um, it was uh, Jack Bauer, uh, pre-Jack Bauer days. Uh, what's his face? Kiefer Sutherland. He was in a movie called uh, The Vanishing? Anyone on this one? Anyone? No? Uh, I'm not getting a lot of love on this one. I've heard of The Vanishing. Oh, okay, I think it's called mm -hmm. The Vanishing. And the movie, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm. was a movie in which Kiefer was married to some girl or had a girlfriend or something. They go to a gas station. I think it's Sandra Bullock. And Sandra Bullock maybe um, goes and she disappears and he has no idea whatever happened to her. She didn't like leave a note. She didn't say she was leaving. Everything was going fine. She disappears, never sees her again. He tries and tries and tries, obsessed with trying to find her, finally finds the guy, and he won't tell her what he did with Sandra Bullock. Anyway, long story short, he was not dead, long story short. Uh, long story short... Um, the only way he can find out what happened to her was mm -hmm. if the same thing happens to him. So he has to agree to that scenario, take the drugs or whatever, and then, and then of course, the ending, and I'm not ruining anything. Well, I am ruining it, but it's been out since the 90s, so get over it. Uh, he wakes up in a coffin. He's been buried alive. And that's what happened to Sandra, essentially. Um, and, like, I, it's, so that is she terrifying to me. Like, that's the scariest thing. And neither did he? Uh, he wound up making it inexplicably, uh, basically, which would never have happened in real life. He would but have just she died in the box. Didn't. She was dead. She, she was long dead. Yes. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. It was, a, again, another uplifting movie. <laughs> you can watch yeah. it on your local CW affiliate on like a mid afternoon on a Saturday. Let me tell you something, though, about CW. They've got some good programs right now. That, uh, a, a show called Arrow, which I'm hooked yeah. on, absolutely hooked on it. And then uh, I think The Flash is on CW, right? And is. Glenn's yeah. big into The Flash. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet, but I really want to. Do you watch the Arrow, Jeffy? Uh, my wife does. Mm. I catch a little bit. Do you of watch the Flash, Jeffy? Okay. My son does. Okay, he yeah. Oh, so he's watched <laughs> both <laughs> of them yet again. I've seen a couple of episodes. How about, how about a movie call, or a show called The 100? The 100? The 100? The 100. Mm, I don't think so. You may got something to, some watching to do there, Jeffy. Yeah, yeah. wow. You missed up? one? Is... Seriously? I, I don't know what network it's on, but it's a show about... Mankind, of course, was chased from the Earth because of a nuclear disaster. So right. they all came together in this giant uh, space station. And oh, uh, yeah. then the space station starts to degrade. So they send all the kids to Earth. Kids, a, a bunch of them, like a hundred of them. <laughs> it was just sci -fi that, that was the hundred. Yeah, that's the, the name. Yes. The 100. Yes. Actually, I did, so I the 100 go to Earth the and they good. discover, amazingly, there's actually people who survived and... Uh, whole bunch of stuff goes on. I can't think of one television show I'm watching right now. I, I like, uh, there's a show called The Birthday Boys, which is a uh, sketch comedy show. It does not sound good. It's very funny. No, it does, it does very not funny. sound good. It's supposed to be I'm cheesy. Not gonna, yeah, I'm not going to go see that. But other than that, I literally can't think of, I can't think of any show that I watch right now. Really? Is that weird? I haven't like a, a dry spell here with shows. I can't, I I can't think gonna, of it. I thought you were trying to get caught up on... You on uh, I Walking you were, Dead. Yeah, I thought when, you were doing well, that. Well, when you say caught up on it, I would have to watch the first minute of the first episode first. Um, <laughs> so you're not caught up I'm on the first minute I'm not quite caught up yet on the first <laughs> Almost there? I, because of so many people telling me it's so good, I'm getting to that. This is where I was with Breaking Bad. I didn't watch Breaking Bad at the beginning because, well, you know, like, eh, it looks all right. But I never really got into it. And so many people now bothered so many me over it for like so it. freaking long. I was like, all right, fine, I'll start watching it. That happened to me and I with, gave in. with Lost. And I never gave in. 
They were like, you've got, you would love, love. I bet you would love that show. And I'm like, no. I'm I couldn't get into that it's, either. I didn't have time. Don I just didn't have time to get uh, hooked on a show. Old news guy in Tampa, so. Don Richards, loved that stupid show. That's all I ever that's Well, all you loved the show, didn't you? Didn't you like Lost? Lost? No, I never watched it. Oh, you didn't? No, I was not a Lost fan. Okay. I, it was the same reason. I don't like shows in which I have to be there. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to. Like, even this last season of 24, I started watching it and I liked it. But I got three or four episodes into it, and I fell behind in the DVR. Then they started recording over the old episodes, and now I'm so far There's off. There's a setting for that. What's that? There's a setting. I know, but I didn't bother to do the setting. You know what I love, See, though? you are spending so much time with your television, <laughs> you do these things. But I don't, I, I don't know. You know what you can do, though? Mm -hmm. And because I, I don't know even what network these things are on. But if you have a Hulu Plus subscription or yeah. whatever, I mean, you can watch these at any time. Absolutely. And that's Walking at Dead. Any it's, time. it's up to this season. It's on Netflix, yeah. right? So, I mean, yeah, that's, that was my plan. And Hulu Plus are great. I just, I yeah, love them. I mean, they've really changed. They've changed the television no, landscape. They have. And, and it's good in a lot of ways, but it's bad in a few. I will tell you this, uh, Pat, uh, because we, of the discussion we had on this program, I recently watched uh, the second Hunger Games movie. Oh, yeah, right. Catching Fire. And right. I came to the conclusion that I actually like these movies. Like, yeah. I, they're good. They're good. They good. I mean, they're not, they are good. They're not my favorite of all time, but they're good. No, they're I like good. Jennifer Lawrence. The shows, it's yes. entertaining. Yes. i gonna, I got to go watch the next one. I, oh, I watch yeah. Mockingjay? I'm this going. Weekend. I'm going this weekend. Is it Friday this weekend? Night. Yeah. yeah. Friday. That's pretty big. Uh, you know, and I, I actually, you know, I thought it would be further along in the story. I don't know the full story because I didn't read the books, but I've heard Glenn talk about it before. And you can kind of see what's coming here, yeah. obviously. Um, so I thought they'd be further along than they actually are after the second movie. I'm kind of excited to jump in for the third one now. I'm yeah. in. I, They're I'm not in. that far along. No, and it's, like, it's good. Much. You know, like, I kind of, in my head, when I'm not watching the movie, I feel like it's like a kid's movie. For some reason, like there's something about it. I don't know if, because it was a book popular with mm. younger people or You're something. Using it with Harry Potter or something. Yeah, it's in that realm to me, and it's not. Mm. It's not. It's actually. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. You know, it's a little weird and a little over the top at times, but I, I, I like it. I, you know, and, and she's great. Oh uh, yeah. I thought I'd point that out yeah, again. It was like the twelfth time good. in that conversation. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is hot. <laughs> That's really all I'm saying. Back. I don't even know what happens in the movies. Like she's just she, hot. Yeah, she's just nice. She's hot and she's Scientific things that are tight. So I, I watch. Another cold one in the Metroplex today. High of about 40 or so. It was chilly on the way to work. Did you have to, you had to bundle up on the way to work this morning? I think a local Burr, is a good That was story. really cold. It's cold all over the nation, though, Stu. This isn't a local phenomenon because of global warming and because <laughs> of this uh, massive vortex, this cold vortex. I call it a polar vortex. It's come down into the lower 48 states. It's uh, it's frosted the whole case. It snowed in North Dallas 
for the first yeah. time in history since or not or since last year it snowed for the first time since last year last night Good my morning, understanding everybody. was it used to snow 5,000 feet a day yes. that's right now, now, that's now, all we're now why is that because of warming no warming according to the expert on wbap my main man okay. he uh, said that it was it snowed uh, in october in the 20s i didn't know you knew somebody over at wbap oh, i love uh, listen to the morning show every day he's my oh, main man He's his man. Oh, he's your mean man in, in that he he's doesn't know you exist. And, no, and, he does not. He's and you a, just listen to him. It's like his yeah. secret friend on the radio. <laughs> it's nice. I listen it's nice. It's quaint. My friend, he it's talks quaint. Like to me every day. I will say this, though. <laughs> now, I had people telling me last night who have lived in Dallas a long time that it has snowed in October in the last 16 years. Is that not true? It snowed in October in Dallas in the last 16 years. I don't know. Years. Why would that have to? So it's snowed even earlier than this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because I was saying, is this the earliest snowfall ever? Yeah. No, not even. Know. It's not even close. And they're making out like it's something massively unusual. Well, maybe this many days in a row that are, for, that are cold like cold, this yeah. is uh, somewhat unusual, but it happens. We are seeing this around the country, though. There's a uh, place in Washington, um, or excuse me, Michigan, uh, where they had, I think, 12 12 inches of snow or something like that, which is more than they have an entire month, typically, of of, uh, of November. I can't remember the exact name of this. Oh, time. really? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this global warming is really taking over and making it so cold uh, all the time. Well, it's so hot, it's cold now. That's what's happened. Mm -hmm. And remember when it was going to snow, it was never going to snow again, and we're going to have to tell our kids of... When I was your age, we used to have this white stuff that fell out of the sky and piled up on the ground. It was called, uh, no, no, it was snot. <laughs> no, it was snot. It was snot. It was snow is what it was. We called it snow. snow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden, because it's snowing, that too yeah. is global warming. Now, Jeffy, we made fun of you a little bit, and we shouldn't on a day like today, um, because I understand you're in a period of mourning uh, right now. Oh, my God. You're not to talk about this, are you? Yeah, it's I, not just Jeffy, though, he, I will admit. I, mean, I am I'm actually seriously are not going to talk about this on the air. You're not going to... Washington Post. You're, there's no easy way to say this. You you're eating too much chocolate, <laughs> all of you, <laughs> and it's getting so out of hand that the world could be headed towards a potentially disastrous, if you love chocolate, scenario that doesn't stop. No! Those are the words of Mars and Barry Calibut. Yeah, those are the two biggest. Really. Um, and there's some data to back them up. Chocolate deficits, whereby farmers produce less cocoa than the world eats, are becoming the norm. Already we are in the midst of what could be the longest streak of consecutive chocolate deficits in more than 50 years. We've got a chocolate deficit? Yeah, I'm they've finding been dealing it. with the chocolate deficit for a number of years now. I'm no. finding it plentiful. Actually, any store I go into, I can buy it. <laughs> I can a lot of it. But that's... And a freaking lot of it. In a million different varieties. There is chocolate everywhere. I don't buy this. This is a stupid story. What? It's made up. It's made up. It's a supply issue. Dry weather in West Africa. Oh, shut up. Um, spe specifically, Ivory Coast and Ghana, where more than 70% of the world's cocoa is produced, has greatly decreased the production in the region. A fungal disease known as Frosty Pod, which you have, right, Jeffy? I've heard you talking about that. Um, it hasn't helped either. Your, your pod is Frosty. Have Frosty Pod. He is Frosty Pod. Um, I know. I've seen that on your on your numerous bottles of medication. Uh, <laughs> Take three times pod. a day for Frosty Pod. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffy has Frosty Pod. Uh, reason to make fun of me. I mean, it's no, you're right. I should be more sensitive. Uh, I, to me, this is one of those situations. It's like. 
we're running out of oil. Mm-hmm. We're running out of blood. anything. They, they run a new story like this every three days, and we never run out of any of it because there is a supply-demand issue, which makes the price will go up if this really does get into a short supply. And, and the price may increase. It does happen from time to time. But rarely are these things not worked out by capitalism pretty darn well. People like money, yeah. and they like to make things that will make them money. And when the price goes up high enough on cocoa, guess who's going to find a place and a way to create new ways to get cocoa? It's going to be uh, capitalism. They're going to, it's going to create, and this is what the market does, the invisible hand, as it were. That has nothing to do with uh, the Frosty Pop. <laughs> that's another illness he has. It's called invisible hand. Uh, Invisible Hand and Frosty Pot are two of the. (laughs) They made me take something to make that go away, too. It was really pissing me off. Did they? Yeah, you like the the Invisible Hand. It didn't actually make your hand invisible, just so you know. That's just what they call it. (laughs) Apparently not. I found that. (laughs) They can always feel it, even if your hand is invisible, just so you know. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that was fun. Mm. Um, Do we have the ramen ramen donut? Do you have a picture in that? There's a ramen donut? Like yeah. Eater.com. Someone has invented a ramen donut. Includes ramen noodles, eggs, and horchata. And there it is. And there it is. There it is right no, there. thank you. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'd give it a shot. I'm going to eat it. I'll try it. It's got some cream in it and some chocolate on top. That looks I'm actually in. really good. I mean, Where is the ramen donut? <laughs> we have talked what? about so much food oh, today. Oh, my gosh. And zero here. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Nothing.